Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today, I'm here with Dustin, who is a Navy brat. So, Dustin, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. So, tell me what it was like growing up. I mean, in a nutshell, it was, surprise, we're moving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. About every three years. Yeah. It's so common. You know, I was a reserve family, so we didn't move very frequently, but it is so common to move so quickly and even at the drop of a dime. Oh, man, I, I can't tell you how many times my dad would come home from base. And like, yeah, I got new orders. Uh, we're moving in about a week to 10 days. Yeah. So uh, go tell your friends. Right. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing to, you know, say goodbye to people, even if you've only known them for a couple months. You know, it's still so hard to to leave those friends that become family. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to say the hardest place leaving was Panama Canal. Yeah. So cool to be there. Uh, it was it was beautiful. The rainforest, legendary San Juan Hill. Uh, I've hiked that with my dad a few times. It, it was beautiful. Found a couple of plane wrecks. You know, being a kid, I always brought something back. Probably shouldn't have, but (laughs) kids will be kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so cool, though. And, you know, there's so many different experiences that you get that, you know, you would have never gotten if you weren't a military child are are truly incredible. And it's uh, it sounds like a fairy tale sometimes when you're telling it to other people who may have not experienced a military lifestyle and have no clue uh, some of the experiences you get. Oh, uh, yeah. It's every time, you know, because I've got, you know, Navy brat tattooed on my arm and I've got my grandfather's service record on my other arm. And, uh, you know, where have you lived at? My answer is always yes. <laughs> yeah. No, that's. It's so true because you never know where you're going to go, how long you're going to be there for, um, you know, where in the world even you're going to go because you could go anywhere. I literally have um, I have a partial sleeve of flowers from everywhere, the state flower of everywhere I've lived. Um, and, you know, oh, we're going to cool. continue it as I grow older um, oh, and hopefully do some more moving. But, you know, you just have so many stories and so many experiences from so many different places. Oh, yeah. It's the, the stories. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. it, it, it's sometimes it's cool when you find other military brats, whether it's at work or just out in life and you can actually talk. Right. And they know what you mean. But you don't find that a lot. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, you start conversations and you can instantly tell by their personality, by the way they carry themselves, by, you know, the confidence in their voice that they're a fellow military brat because, you know, we all possess similar characteristics and traits just because of the way we were raised, no matter what generation you're from. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, well, my dad taught it to me, but I, I can almost, like you said, by the way, somebody carries themselves by the way they walk, whether or not they were raised in the military. Right. Uh, and it's just for those of us that know it's once you learn it, you'll be watching for it for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. Because even like walking around, like you're able to pick out different service members and veterans because of, you know, I mean, obviously the standard haircut on men, but then, you know, just the way somebody acts like it's it's plain as day, you know, military families versus civilian families. It's been a fun ride. Yeah. And my dad got out in 02 after 20 years, but. You know, had, according to him, had they not told him his next duty station was uh, California to mm-hmm. be a SWIC instructor, he'd probably still be in and we'd yeah. probably still be moving. Yeah, because you never stop moving even, you know, the longer you stay in, the more you move. That's the way it goes. Yeah, my my dad's East Coast, West Coast, Midwest when my, my grandfather was in the Navy and then... You know, he joined in 82 and went on this whole Mediterranean tour. Wow. And I'll find pictures on Facebook because uh, the ship that he was on has a Facebook group. Oh, that's and really cool. I'll find random pictures. My dad will comment something and it's like, oh, yeah, this, this and this, this or that, that, that event was, you know, this happened and that was pretty cool. And then somebody will come up with a picture of like, oh, you mean this? <laughs> Saved it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's really cool, especially to say, you know, that was your dad and, you know, all of these, you know, it's a prideful thing uh, to be able to say and, you know, that you have a family member who's done all of these incredible things and, um, you know, kind of huge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My adopted sister, she's currently in the army. Mm. She uh, she wanted to blow stuff up. So <laughs> combat engineer wow that's so, incredible that's really incredible but yeah it's not exactly keeping the navy line going <laughs> as, as my dad says but you know it's somebody in the family is in the military you know, i couldn't serve because asthma and my eyesight was too bad so it it, it bummed me out a little bit but yeah. You know, to to know that the places that my dad's been, the stories he's told me, the stories my grandfather's told me, and, you know, to just know that if it hadn't been for what they did, I would never have experienced such an awesome childhood. Absolutely. What are some of your favorite highlights from your childhood? Oh, I would have to definitely hiking San Juan Hill in Panama yeah. is one of my favorites. Uh, was I believe that was actually on base when he was stationed at Rodman Naval Base, and I think we hiked it five or six times. And then my class actually had a field trip to hike San Juan Hill. That's super cool. So, and they had they had my dad, a couple of his platoon mates, and we all just went up hiking found the play wreck that I already took five or six pieces off of <laughs> and everybody was all you know, looking for the altimeter and this and all that whatnot and I was like oh that 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 and that are back in my house <laughs> <laughs> it's 
pieces of uh, your childhood <laughs> that you get yes. to keep now. Yes. Yeah, I think my dad has them now, just as keepsakes. That's awesome. That's so but, cool that you get to experience that not only, you know, with your dad, but then also as a field trip. Oh, yeah, it was it, it really opened my eyes to what a Navy or military child can experience based yeah. on either where they are or, you know, where they're going to. Yeah, because you know, I learned in Panama, life's an adventure. Right. And the adventure is only as fun as you make it. That's so true, especially for the life of a military child or a military family member or even a service member. If you walk into a place, and I feel this is like the common theme of the last couple of podcasts I've recorded, but if you walk into a place and you have a negative attitude and you don't want to be there and, you know, like, let's face it, a lot of military bases are in the worst areas. They're in the middle of nowhere. They're, you know, in the Uh, dangerous areas of a city but if you walk into it with a negative attitude and not wanting to be there and you know I've done that before I've not wanted to be places but you know if you walk in and carry that negative attitude throughout your your stay um, in a certain area then that's what the experience is going to be it's going to be a negative experience but if you walk in carrying a positive attitude and you look at it as the next opportunity as um, the next adventure then you're going to get so much out of it and you're going to be able to explore you know a whole new place even the middle of nowhere even the desert even you know snowlands in alaska like you're going to be able to explore so many incredible places that you would not have been able to experience without this lifestyle and you really just have to open your eyes to the opportunity and the adventure that it can bring absolutely i I learned that when we left panama my dad got sent to norfolk naval for the first time and we came to virginia beach virginia and he was stationed at Norfolk Naval, you know, I was, I was skeptic because I grew up in South Carolina mm-hmm. on the Charleston, Charleston Naval Base. And I had such a negative outlook when I got there. And my dad was like, look, it's going to be something like Panama, but you're going to find cool stuff. He worded it different because he was kind of upset because I was being <laughs> negative. <laughs> so we all have those moments. Oh, yeah. But he was like, look, if you treat every day as you did when you were living in Panama, you will find that every day is going to be a new adventure. And your adventure is only as fun as your attitude. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, wake up every morning, whether I want to or not. And I just try to keep a positive attitude. And just no matter what happens, like I know is my daily adventure for that day is going to be a positive one because I left the house positive. Right. And if it wasn't for my dad, I don't think I would have learned what it meant to like actually be positive. Yeah. And I think we as military kids, not only with that mindset, but we have the mindset of knowing what, true service and true sacrifices and knowing that uh 
you know, not every day is guaranteed and that things can happen. And, you know, you live the life of a military child, not knowing when your parents going to deploy, not knowing when they're going to come home, not knowing if they're going to be here for the next holiday. And, you know, it's kind of fearful in the moment, but I think, you know, as a young adult now, as an adult, it's like, I'm so thankful for those moments where I was kind of fearful of what was coming because now I'm not necessarily afraid of, of many things of what could happen because I know everything happens for a reason, but I also know the service and sacrifice and dedication that these families that service members, veterans, spouses, military kids, even the service that, uh, sacrifice and dedication that they have to this country to keep us, you know, free. And I think a lot of us are very patriotic now because of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I would have to say that I, I learned what the, what my dad called the big sacrifice. Cause I didn't understand it as a kid, but about his third deployment, I, I hated deployments. Yeah. I hated them. But he told me that, you know, stuff like this, it happens for a reason, mm-hmm. either for training or for you know, rescue or some stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, it's just something that you have to come to accept, accept and learn that, you know, not every day is a guaranteed day. You could go to sleep tonight and not wake up tomorrow. So, you know, my dad always told me that when you go to sleep at night, try to go to sleep positive. Yeah, it's so important, even in, you know, those situations that you might struggle through, you know, deployments are hard for everyone. I've never heard someone who says that they enjoy a deployment and going through those, you know, challenges that it brings. But you know, again, knowing everything happens for a reason, knowing that, um, you know, your parent, your service member is out there fighting for the greater good. And, you know, my dad was unfortunately injured in Afghanistan and, you know, just hearing him and all of the, the men and women he recovered with, even, you know, young people like 18, 19, 20, 21, you know, my age saying we would go back into it all over again, you know, even knowing the outcome of injuries of, you know, lives of friends and close, um, you know, military family members, um, the lives of them lost and catastrophic injuries sustained. And everyone's like, we would do it all over again. And, you know, if you, as a military child, if you realize that level of service and that level of dedication and sacrifice that your family, that your service member is willing, willing to make, you know, I think it's a huge difference and it makes a huge impact and you're able to, to look at your life in a different way. And even not in the military, you know, now as a young adult, it's like, I still want to lead a life of service in some sort of way because of the impact. Oh, yeah that the military life made on me. Uh, I, I told a guy yesterday, the guy, the guy that I work with, he, 
He was in the army. He was 11 Bravo. Uh, still haven't figured out what that is, but you know, <laughs> but he was telling me that, you know, what he, what he used to do. And, you know, when he deployed over there, it was like the hardest thing on his family. But it, when his father did it, the first time he didn't know how to take it. And when he deployed the second time, he understood what his father was fighting for. And he said something in him like woke up and he got the urge to want to serve his country. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I, I kind of got the same thing when my, you know, when my dad deployed, I was like, you know, I want to keep the family line going. Like I said before, unfortunately, I couldn't because of my eyesight and my asthma. But to know that I have what I have today because of the men and women who paid the ultimate sacrifice. I mean, yeah, it, it does send a shudder down your spine. Yeah. But it also sometimes it makes me feel good. I have what I have because somebody who I don't know said, you know what? Your freedom, I'm willing to fight for. Yeah. I think that is so, so powerful because, you know, there are tons and tons of people who live in this country and, you know, a small percentage of them are so selfless that they're willing to put everything on the line, willing to sacrifice their own lives for people that they never met, will never meet, and they do it, you know, in a heartbeat. And, and they do it all over again. Exactly, no matter the outcome. And it's so powerful. And I think a lot of military kids, you know, that's they see their parents, they see the service and sacrifice and everything that goes in the lifestyle, and they're more drawn to the lifestyle then because they're like, well, one, because that's all they know, you know, and it's hard right. to go back. I mean, when for kids who move every two to three years throughout their entire life, you know, I some people are done with it and they want to plant roots and stay somewhere. And some people are like, no, I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep seeing this world. Um, <laughs> but that's all that they know. And they see their parent and they see, you know, everything that their parents doing and the amazing things. And, you know, like you said, continuing on and um, building that, you know, that lifestyle as an adult for yourself. I don't know where I would have ended up if it hadn't been for, you know, the the leadership and the the guidance from my dad because of everything he's done. You know, my dad tells me all the time. You know, he goes, "Yeah, I I, I did this, I did that," and at sixty three, you know, he still says, "You know, if I had to go back over." sign me up right i'll do it in a heartbeat but he tells me all the time that you know i know a thing or two because i've seen a thing or two yeah 
And I'm like, Dad, this is not a farmer's insurance commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, it's, it's incredible. The things that, you know, I love sitting down and talking to veterans and, uh, you know, the stories and even service members today, you know, it's incredible just listening to the the wisdom that they have. And, you know, even growing up, the, the guys in my dad's unit, you know, they were like aunts, uncles and, um, you know, parents to me because they just they care so much. And it's really powerful to see that even, even to this day of how much that they keep in touch with, you know, my family as a whole. Yeah, it's one I've, I've talked to quite a few older veterans and you know they have like you said some of the awesome stories yeah you know they they not to mention you know the wisdom the knowledge yeah. i think i was 16 years old this older he, this uh, older gentleman he fought in korea he said uh don't ever worry yourself about surrounding yourself with friends who are older than you you know god gave you two eyes and or two ears and a mouth for a reason so shut up and listen yeah us old folks will teach you a thing or two right he's not to mention we have the best stories (laughs) (laughs) yeah no and that's that's like the best uh, piece of advice I actually was watching um, on Instagram Nick Saban was just saying that to the Alabama team um, it was probably old but still you know I love that like you have two ears and one mouth because you're supposed to listen twice as much as you speak and you know so many people can give you so much wisdom throughout you know your life and this journey and only if you're willing to listen to it Oh, yeah. You have to be willing to accept the wisdom and knowledge. Otherwise, it's in one year, not the other. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm not sure if a lot of people understand that, but you know, I, I'm glad that I learned that in an early age. Yeah, Absolutely. And the last thing I want to ask you is what piece of advice would you give to another military child? You may not know what tomorrow holds. That's what makes tomorrow's adventure all the more exciting. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. And, you know, just keep putting one foot in front of the other and going and, you know, having that positive mindset and attitude, like we said earlier, is so, so vital to this lifestyle. Absolutely. Yes. Well, thank you, Dustin, so much for being on the podcast and sharing what it was like growing up as a military child and how it's impacted you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Grease of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace of a Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, GoAMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at gracie, that's G-R-A-C-I-E at goamcl.org with any questions or comments. 
To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.